0: I'm going to preach a sermon tonight. Very, very important. Called "Think About That," or I would, or I could say, "What are you thinking about?" We're going to talk about your thought life. How many of you think that would be important? Do you think so? It is Romans chapter 12. Father God, thank you for utterance in the Holy Ghost. And help me to say this in the way that we need to say it so that we're doing it, not just hearing it in Jesus' name. Romans 12.1 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, as talking to you, by the mercies of God that you would present your body a living sacrifice acceptable to God, which is a reasonable service. That means don't let it do everything it wants to do. And do not be conformed. If you've got a, a Bible and you have an ink pen, underline the word conformed. It means do not be pressed into or made into the image of the world. Do not allow the world to press you into its image, but be transformed, and that word transformed just means be changed. Be changed by the renewing of your mind. Now, think about this for a minute. A lot of people are going, I want to change blah, blah, blah in my life. Until you change your thinking, nothing's going to change. Right. Now, here's the thing. Now, let me, this, we're going to get, we're going to go deep. We're going to go deep tonight. So y'all get your waiters out. There's people that are thinking that the circumstances need to change. Wrong. The circumstances will come and go. What must change is your thinking. You are in control Of what you think about. Nothing is going to change in your future until your head changes, till your thinking about things change and get right. Now, a lot of times we, you know, and and, and I'm gonna make a big deal out of circumstances, but we think that somehow or another, circumstances or people's opinions are, are. are creating what we're going through and it may hinder paul said satan hindered me but he couldn't stop him now there's not a devil in hell or a relative you've got that's going to stop you but you Amen. the only person can stop you is you yes, so satan is after your soul he's after your mind now back in the day there was a discussion over whether you know, uh, it was a Pentecostal denominational argument about whether a person is saved quickly, instantly, or whether it's a process. And they're both correct. Your spirit man is, is saved instantly, but your soul is a process. And you decide how fast that process happens. But Now, there's people who don't do anything with their mind. They, they they see the scripture that says, you know, think on these things and they, you know, I, I just think the word think would be a great, just think. Just learn to think. Have a thought, you know. Okay, so look at this scripture. It says, I beseech you by the mercy of God. Be reasonable, sir. Don't be conformed or pressed into the way this world is acting, living, or doing, but be transformed or changed by the renewing of your mind so you can prove the good, and acceptable, and perfect will of God. Now, listen, until you do something with your head, not your husband, Not your wife, not your kids, not your boss, and not the Democratic Party. Not until you do something with your thinking or is anything going to change for you. Do you understand that? But no matter what's going on, if you do something with your head, with your thinking, you can change your future. So the good news is the only person you've got to convince to change is you. And you know what? We've all tried to change everybody around us because they were giving us so much trouble because I could have some peace and quiet if y'all kids would just shut up. Listen, you can have peace and quiet no matter what. You can, you can sleep in a jail. Peter proved it. People's actions are wrong because their thinking is wrong. Wrong. All right, we're going to think about this a while. Look at Luke 8, and we're going to get into a, I'm going to do a whole bunch of bullet points tonight because uh, um, I couldn't figure out how to make it flow. I'm just going to give you a, a just an enormous amount of bullet points, and we'll just hit something tonight that you like. We'll hit a few you don't like. Luke 8, don't allow the world to press you in to its thinking. Look at Luke 8 19. Um, Jesus was preaching. By this time, the Pharisees were pretty upset at Jesus. The, the religious community was bothered, and Jesus was making quite a stir in the country. So m- m- his mother and his brothers all went to deal with him. Isn't that amazing? Mary, you say, oh, she knew. Mary, did you know? No, she didn't. Not totally. It wasn't until he rose from the dead that she get the picture either. But I want you to think about what's fixing to happen. His mother and brother came and they could not approach him because of the grout. Look at the next one. It was told by someone, your mother and brothers are standing outside and they would like to talk to you. I don't hear where this is the first thing we're going to talk about. When you make up your mind you're going to walk with God, you're going to have to override people's opinions of you. Obeying God means that you've made up your mind, you're going to change the way you think, you're going to change the way you walk with God, and your relatives, when you left the last church you were in, you bothered them. Because why do you want to leave this wonderful dead place? You could be like us forever. And that's going to bug them. And they're going to want to talk to you about it. And you've got to start, you've got to get your thinking straight. Whether you're going to obey the Lord. Or you're going to worry about what everybody thinks. So look at Mary. Your mother and brothers outside, they would like to talk to you. Now Jesus told his mother when he was 12. Right. I was doing my father's business, but he's 12. And he's, he's fixing to have a, I'm not 12. Uh-huh. Oh Boy, y'all are exciting to appreciate. Uh-huh. Look Amen. at verse 21. And he answered and said, my mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and they do it. Now he, he, he just told his family, listen, family, I appreciate all of y'all. I live with y'all, I love all of you, but you know right now I'm going to follow my heart. I'm going to obey God and if you don't understand what I'm about to do, it's fine. You just hide and watch, but mom, the the apron strings are cut. So, One of the biggest things that you and I have to deal with when you and I decide you're going to obey God and you're going to get your mind renewed and you're going to go deeper in God than you've ever been in your life, there's going to be opinions. You're going to have circumstances and opinions and you've got to choose not to focus and think too deep about what they think. I'm going to say that again. We worry too much about what everybody thinks. I'm going to make a statement to y'all. The next time I call you and say, I want you to come up here and speak. Don't look at me and say, I'm afraid. I'm going to tell you why. Because you're thinking about what they're thinking. Here's how you handle the pulpit. I don't care what you think. I told Lisa when she started public speaking. She says, What if I screw up? I said, Who cares? When you're driving down the road in your car and you see a friend that has a flat tire, you don't think I'm not gonna help them. I look stupid. That's a stupid thought. You get out and help them, whether you know how to fix a tire or not, get out of the car. When you when you're when you're talking to someone, don't be self-conscious. Be be you get listen, if you ever get a chance to speak. Be interested in them, not you. It doesn't matter whether I'm speaking to five or 50,000. I don't ever get nervous about nothing because I don't get up here for me anyway. I've already determined I look stupid and it don't matter. But somebody's got to do the job. And I figured if I've already embarrassed myself so many times, it's not, you know, the angels of God, books in heaven, just ledgers of stupid (laughs) stuff I've done. And it still don't matter because I'm still doing more than you are, even though I'm screwing up all the time. All right, you just have to think that way. So, one of the biggest things you've got to overcome is what do people think? It matters what God thinks and it matters what you think. When are you going to be concerned about what I, what, what I, maybe what I think might be important? Right? So... One of the things you have to deal with when you're going to walk with God or you're going to go on with God is, is there's going to be people around you they don't think what you're doing is the right thing. And you have to be able to go, I heard you, thank you, have a good day. And that's what Jesus did right here. And you have to make up, now sometimes Jesus said it'll be the people in your own house that's where it becomes the most difficult to live for God is when you're married to someone or your mama or your daddy or your uncles or somebody thinks you've lost your mind and going off the deep end. You know how many times when I first started, to, when I first took this church, did you know word of life in Apopka was considered a cult? Did you know that I am the longest standing pastor in the city now? I outlasted everybody. The cult kept going. (laughs) That's the truth. I mean, just don't worry about what they think. Just preach the word of God. So today we got a lot of young preachers that are, that are worried about, you know, you offended me. I don't, you, you, you literally got to get to the place where you just don't care. And I'm not talking about offending for offense' sake. You know that. I'm talking about you obeying God and that people don't understand what you're doing and why you do it. And I've had plenty of times I've preached on tithing and people said, well, what's your motive? And I said, that's not any of your concern. <laughs> it isn't. You, it's none of your business what other people's motives are. No, I'm just telling you what the Bible says. You, you, you just need to read the Bible. I don't care. You know, I don't care if you even like me. I'm just read it. Okay. Then <laughs> I go home and go to bed and I don't, you know, and so you have to get to that po- place to where you're not, you're not focusing or spending too much time thinking in your soul about what everyone else thinks. Or going to, or it's going to abort the call of God that's on your life. They're going to try to stop you. Do you understand that? Okay. Now, Don't allow circumstances or opinions to determine your thinking. Jesus leads. Satan tries to control you. Remember that. All right, Proverbs 23, 7. We're going to pop a bunch of scriptures on you. I think this is as a man thinks, so is he. We'll look at on. As a man thinks in his heart, eat and drink, and he says, but his heart's not with you. Uh, Joyce Myers wrote a book called Where the Mind Goes, the Man Follows. Now, I, I got this sermon, and I told you this the other day, but I'm going to tell you where I got it. Actually, I would really started thinking about it because I was eating at a local restaurant the other day, month, maybe a week or two weeks ago. There was a, a boy sitting next to me that had a bra on, and it was a girl. Haircut of a boy, clothes of a boy. I mean, it, it looked like a boy to me, but the bra threw me. And I, and I was a little worried that she was going to think that I'm just staring at her. But I mean, it really, I mean, I really tried my best to look at her face and get a girl out of that. Just, get a girl out. I know that's a girl. It's a girl. I mean, she's, she actually had something in the bra. So we know that it was a girl. But it was the only thing. I mean, she looked like a boy, talked like a boy, dressed like a, I mean, is a boy. And I'm sitting there staring at her, and these scriptures are popping in my head. That girl's thinking is screwed up. She, her thinking manifested into her actually looking like a boy. And I'm sitting there looking and going, my God. God, that'll make you want to straighten your thinking out. And then the more I thought about it, because now I'm thinking, I I need to think about my thinking. And it really got me thinking. How's my thinking? If hers turned her into a boy, what's mine turning me into? (laughs) I know I don't think like a girl. Maybe I should think a little bit like a girl. My wife calls me a double D. I don't know what that means, but it sounds something. It don't sound good. It's a personality. Lynn says she's a double D, but I think she's a DC anyway. All right. Now, then I, now that's another one. Now, y'all, When I say this, this is funny. But don't tell me it is the truth. One day I was going down Facebook, because that's where you got that's where I get my news now. I get more news off of Facebook. I only turn TV on anymore. And someone posted a site of all the conservative women. And they were all beautiful. Michelle Bachman? Sarah Palin? I mean, you just, I mean, when you go down, all of the the, the moral, conservative Christian women were gorgeous. And then they posted the, the progressives. And they are the ugliest <laughs> women you have ever laid your eyes on. They're ugly. They're ugly. They look like something the dog drunk and the cat wouldn't eat. I mean, you just look at their faces and go, woman, you... You are terrible looking. (laughs) And I'm sitting there looking and going, the wages of sin is death, baby. It is death. You are dead. You look dead. You ain't even falling over, but you look like a corpse. (laughs) And I'm looking and I'm going, you know, it's funny, but it's true. And every time now I go to a convention and I see the anti-Christian pro-abortion, they're all ugly. Is their thinking making them ugly? Maybe I'm helping some of y'all tonight. Maybe you won't be so ugly the next time I see you. <laughs> but you know what? Now you just need. Now tell me this—the truth. Come on, don't look at me in that tone of voice. You know, rich women are not not pretty because they're rich. They're pretty because they think right. They don't have an inferiority complex. But listen, I lived in Paisley. And I've seen girls that 16, 17, 18 were pretty. And by the time they're 25, they're ugly. I mean, they're flat like, what happened to you? And it's not makeup. It's their thinking. Something's wrong in their head and it is making them ugly said nothing all night long. He durst not. Am I the only one ever Is this true? Yes. Yeah, it is true. Yes, it is. It is true. People who live right are prettier. Men who live right are handsomer. They they carry themselves better, they look better. So what I'm saying is this, you literally, yeah, listen to what what she just said. What you are inside is going to manifest on the outside. Yes. 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 Yeah. That's true. It is going. You cannot keep being ugly inside. And it not affect your, you don't get ugly inside and your outside get better looking. It doesn't work. Some of the women here are going, I ain't saying nothing. I mean, <laughs> it's enough to make you stop and go. What do I think about? All right, I'm going to say another statement right here. Now listen to me very carefully. The reason, the other reason I'm doing this is because somewhere along the line, we got the idea that because something's happening, we've got to think about that. You do, well, Who told you that? See, here, here's the case. Someone knocks on your door in the morning and says, oh, by the way, the trash man didn't pick up your trash last night. And for the next 30 minutes, you're talking about it and thinking about it. Well, how, how did the trash can change your thought life for an hour? You let it do it. And then the kids came in and called and says, mom, I left my lunchbox at the house. Can you bring it? And then you're thinking about that for the next hour. You're thinking and talking about something that means nothing. And your brain, the devil is running your brain like a hamster in a cage. And at the end of the day, you're going, oh, it was a terrible day. Why did you, why are you allowing the world to tell you what you're going to think about? Why are you allowing the news to tell you what you're going to think about? Why are you allowing your relatives to tell you what you're going to think about? Why do you allow your kids to tell you what you're going to think about? Uh Folks. I mean, it's from one end of the day, circumstance after circumstance after circumstance, get your attention, focus your attention, and focus until until at the end of the day, you think, I had a terrible day, I can't wait to go to bed. Well, that's your fault. Just because they kicked the trash can over, you can take about three seconds and go, well, someone pick it up. Hallelujah. Have you thought about the fact that Jesus died on the cross for us? Have you thought about what a beautiful day it is? My God, have you thought about how pretty it is outside? Ain't no reason for you. You, you, ha- you can decide what you think about. That's right. I'm doing a pretty good job now. Listen. Listen, you, if you don't, if you don't grab your brain and go, no, I'm not going down that road, then the world's going to take it down a road and, and you're going to sit around and you can't figure out why in the world you're upset. I have a friend, I call her a friend and, um, I was talking to her about a month ago and she sat down and decided to tell me all about what somebody said and did, and, she, and it wasn't right, and this person said that, and that person said that, and, and I'm sitting there watching, listening to her, and I'm thinking, I do wish you would just shut up. Because I used to have a good thought of you, but I'm not having a very good thought of you right this minute. And she's trying to convince me that she was right and the other's wrong, and I'm thinking the opposite. And I can't wait for her to shut up while she's worried about what someone else thinks. Be quiet, who cares? So says, I don't like you, say, oh, praise the Lord. That's one less woe I have. <laughs> have you thought about the fact that our name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life? Isn't that just wonderful, right? Just, I was just thinking about Jesus coming back. Isn't that awesome? Are y'all getting this? You're getting this, aren't you? Yeah, you've got to make your head go. Head? You know, David said, soul magnify the Lord his soul didn't want to I don't want to sing No, I want to think about this bad thing no you're not going to think about that right now you're going to magnify the Lord right now I don't want to think about it I don't I want to think about that no shut up you're going to think about the Lord you're going to cast the care on the Lord and you're going to act like the Bible's true now smile and shut up sometimes you got to grab your soul I'm doing pretty good Philippians 4, go over there. We're going to touch on a bunch of these tonight, but I'm going to do my best. Mm, I got so many things I'm going to say and I can't wait to get to them. Philippians 4, 4, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Do not worry or be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. You've got to decide that you're going to be at peace. Finally, my brethren, whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's just, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's of a good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate or think on these things. Now, listen to me very carefully. He is not giving you a list for you to do every once in a while. He's talking about a lifestyle of you thinking right. Amen. Now, let's, let's take the good report word that's in there. Remember the children of Israel came out of, the, out of Egypt? And it says, we noticed that the giants are in that land. Listen, that's true. That's right. They're bigger than us. That was true. Let me dump another one on you. The garden. It says that Eve noticed that the tree was beautiful. It was. She also noticed that it was good for food. It was. Mm -hmm. She also noticed that it would make you wise. It would. Just because something is good doesn't mean you need to be thinking about it. If it is not a good report or or a God report, you don't even have any business thinking about that. You know, there's good things you need to quit thinking about. Why do we feel we have to get everybody to side in and agree with us? What are you going to do if nobody agrees with you? When are you going to be satisfied that you like you and God likes you? <laughs> yeah, come on, I'm doing really good. There's gonna be, you, you have to make up your mind that you don't have to have a majority rule. You might be in the minority. You might be the only one in your whole house that believes the way you do. But are you content? Are you going to have a bad day because everybody doesn't agree with you? Oh, no, Shouting me down because I'm preaching real good. And I'm doing a good job. If you're going to live, Paul had, there was times that he says all forsook me. No, that's quite a statement. What do you think it's like to be God and everybody in the garden left? I mean, everybody left that day. His, his church in heaven had a third of the members leave, just, just walked out one day. You ready for people to walk on you? Walk out? Don't like you? Whatever's true, and you're, if it's true, and I didn't say a fact, Facts change, truth does not change. If it's true, think about that. You do now I'm gonna make a statement here and I want you to get this, get it, get it, get it. At what point in your life are you gonna go deep? At one point, are you gonna quit being a shallow person? That's a good thought. Let's stay here a minute. I have friends that I never talk about anything with them, but shallow stuff. You can't, you cannot discuss deep things. You'll, you, they'll walk. You'll lose your friend. And how I long for them to have an one adult conversation. I didn't say they were kids. I'm talking about something other than fluff. You know, we sit around Christmas in the living room and talk, and, and I talk guns, and we talk hunting, and we talk all, and that's fine. There's, there's a place for that, but not all the time. You know, when Lisa and I have friends come, like Mary Frances and Cindy Duvall, you know it's nice for us to have an adult conversation? Because we don't discuss everything with y'all. I mean, we just want to go, because there's so many people, you, you, there's things you can't do. So my question is, I'm going to ask you one more time. When are you going to pick up your Bible mm-hmm. and take some subjects and go deep? When are you going to meditate on some things and just go, oh, I'm going I'm to learn something here. Yeah, yeah. Because in order to go deep, you're going to have to think deep. You're going to have to get out of shallow, muddy water. You're going to have to go someplace in your mind that you ain't never been before. You're going to Star Trek. Mm-hmm. It's quiet. I was just talking about um, going to New Jersey and preaching. That, to me, it's fun to walk in a Baptist church and go, let's learn about the Holy Ghost. I believe there's people there that want it. I believe there's people that will get up and walk out i I, know i ain't i ain't going there well that that's not that's not that they do or don't believe it they just don't want to go deep are y'all out there so let me ask you this how deep are you can someone sit and having a bible conversation without with you and you actually know more than three scriptures I mean, it's tough when you pastor someone for more than 10 years and you ask them a scripture and they go, yeah, I read that once. You're like, okay, let's talk about the weather. Because we certainly couldn't, you know, and it's, listen, it's, I'm throwing a challenge out there to you. There's a lot in that Bible that you don't know. I want to pick up your Bible and see it marked up where you have studied it. I want to read something. I'm going a little deep right here. Is that all right with y'all? I'm fixing, I'm doing this on purpose because we got a new year coming and I, and I would love to see some of y'all go where you ain't never been before in God. And you're going to have to choose to do it. Now, let me stop you for a minute. There's nothing in the world wrong with going to work all day. But you don't have to think about work while you work all day. I used to work construction. I understand you can actually think about something other than your job. Some of y'all do your job so well, you could put it on autopilot and you could do it. With laying block, I could turn my brain off and lay block. It's like stupid work. Never mind. I pray in tongues and think about the Word of God all day long, lay block wall look crooked, but that's all right. <laughs> now I'm reading out of the authority of the believer again. I want you to listen to this. It is a most vital truth of the divine working that the word of God is the pattern by which the ministry of the church is framed. The glory of the body of Christ is the fact that its members are living members, each with a personal will. The Holy Spirit comes into these individual members in order to bring them into unity with the will and purpose of the head of the church. But this is not done through inward impulse alone. Inward impulse inaugurates obedience toward the head. But renewed mind cannot be instructed save through the word. Consequently, it is only... As the word is carefully meditated upon and understood and obeyed, that the head has freedom of action through you as a member. How little the average member feeds with careful mastication upon the word, most of us know from our own experience. Listen to that word masticate the word. When's the last time you masticated the scriptures? I mean, you chewed it and you thought and you dug and you chewed and you thought and you went. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this. Now, let's don't use anybody in this church. But Lisa and I have friends outside the church that we visit and go see occasionally because they're old friends. And I can tell you they hadn't grown since the last 20 years. They're still just as immature Why is it that they've never picked up the love scriptures and just meditated on it and just masticated them? Love is patient. Am I patient or am I impatient? When's the last time I was patient? And it's kind while it's being patient. When's the last time I was kind while I was being patient? Wasn't in Walmart. And it hardly notices when others do it wrong. Well, shoot, I do that every day. I have a list. You know, once you start reading the scripture, and I'm talking about going deep now. You know, have y'all noticed when you buy a car, you see that car everywhere? You know how many white pickup trucks were on the road the day after I got mine? Everyone went out and bought one. (laughs) I saw them everywhere, but I wasn't looking. They were there, but I didn't see them. There's things in your Bible and you've never seen it. But it's amazing when you start looking at love hardly notices when others do it wrong. You will see yourself doing it 10, 15, 20 times in a day. And you didn't know last month how sorry you were. I did a, I did a whole series with, with um, 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 what's his name from... Um, Missouri. Keith Moore on pride. I never knew y'all had so much pride. I never knew Lisa had so much, but he said in, in the series, now, when you learn this, you are not the pride patrol. Don't you run around telling everybody you see, you see it everywhere. But I mean, I took the subject apart. I masticated that word. Now I gained ground. What I have I arrived? Oh, Lord, no. I saw so much pride in me. <laughs> it was hard living with myself for a while. Are y'all out there? Okay. But you're never going to grow until you do something with your thinking. One more time. If you want next year to be better, you're going to do something with your head. You can't just keep going through life praying and hoping something changes. It's, it didn't change last year because you prayed. Why did you think it's going to change this year? You know, God prays too. He's out there going, I wish that they would listen to me. He's praying. How many of y'all have planned on you're going to do a little deep thinking this year? All right. The next one is this. Did you know that people can read your mind? That scares you. We'll prove it to you. I don't mean they read every thought. We have this funny idea that we can think bad and they don't know it. It's not true. true. I can tell you right now, if I went down and you named all your friends, I can ask you, do they like you? And you'd go, well, this one does and this one does. You, and yet they're nice to your faith. They're all nice that's to you. True. That's true, yeah. Now we're not talking about your friends. We're talking about you now. <laughs> Did you know that everybody knows, everybody you don't like knows you don't like them? Yeah, that's right. Did you know that they know it? Yes. You, you, I mean, if you, <laughs> Teresa it's good to see you. And you're thinking he's lying through his teeth (laughs) because he doesn't, he doesn't give a rip whether I live, die, sink, or swim. He doesn't. And you know it. Mm -hmm. Now, Joyce Myers is the first one I ever heard say this. And she was talking about people knowing what you're thinking. She was walking through the mall with her daughter and she kept thinking, did she wash her hair? I mean, that's greasy. I mean, does she know how bad she looks? And Joyce is not saying anything. She's like, hi, she's nice and sweet. And she's, finally, her daughter says, is there something wrong with my hair? I mean, am I ugly? What's the deal? And Joyce went, well, yeah. Did you wash it this week at all? It's matted to your head. You know, I mean, finally she, you know, women are like that. But, but listen, You're not hiding you don't like people. You don't hide that. You know, listen, let me, let me just show you how it's done. How you doing? Real interested in him, aren't I? There's a difference in, how you doing? Man, missed you. You're, you don't hide when you're guilty You don't know it, but you act guilty. I can, you just take everybody in this church, line them up on Sunday morning, I can tell you every one of them what they're doing. You're gossiping, you're a liar. Y'all are fighting. You're finally growing up. It's just you carry it. It's 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 on you like perfume. You're what you are walking around giving you are a signpost. Yeah, true. There's people that come to this church hadn't said a word to me in six months. Not a not a word. They walk in, they walk out that door over there and say nothing. And I you know it's pretty obvious they, they're just not happy. Then you got people that chase you down and grab you and hug you and love you. And, you know, and you know, it's, you know what you're, th- you're thinking is going to affect how you act. You can't fake that. All right, let me prove it to you. You ever walked in the house when your kids were little and it was quiet? You know why it was quiet? They were hiding guilt. So they were trying real hard to get you to not know they had just gotten the cookie jar. But when your kids are quiet, you're like, Miles, where, where, what are y'all doing? Get down here. What are y'all up to? And they're thinking, does she read our mind? No, you're quiet. You're never quiet. But when you're quiet... Y'all are up to something, and you know it. My mother always, you know, I never could figure out how she figured out what I'd done wrong. Because I always went and brought her flowers. But I didn't figure out years later that she knew when I got dandelions and brought them in. I'd been up to something because normally he doesn't bring me flowers unless he's been disobeying and he's already trying to make amends for something that he thinks he knows it, but I don't know it. And I'm just telling on myself. Are y'all out there? You go home. If Now don't say I'm going to learn how to act when I'm guilty. Why don't you just not be guilty? Why don't you just think right? Now, let me talk to you about people for just a minute. I'm going to tell you how to overcome it. When somebody's bothering you and you're looping them in your head, y'all know. Start praying for them. You look at, you get your head and go, well, why don't you shut up? The the Bible says that, 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 um, um, let's talk about mercy, um, We'll up, we have mercy triumphs over judgment. Since when did you become God? Okay. So what you do is you stop and say, Father, I'm just going to pray for Teresa. I'm, no, I'm going to pray for Teresa. Once, I mean, after, it, it, may take about a, it may take about 10 or 15 minutes or maybe an hour or two or a week. It won't be long. Your heart's going to get in this prayer and that's going to quit looping and you're going to actually like her. Now, this is my favorite. I just want to let you know I love you. What does that mean? (laughs) You know, that's a strange thing for someone to walk up and go, I just want to let you know that I love you. In spite of, that's what that means. That's what that means. You've ticked me off. But I just want to let you know that no matter what you do, I still love you. And so sometimes you don't realize it, but you are telling everybody what you're thinking. (laughs) It's funny, isn't it? Third John two, are y'all okay? This is fun. Now, let me tell you something that I've been thinking about. I've been thinking about what I've been thinking about. And I have been on purpose thinking good things more than just stupid stuff. But sit down on purpose and thinking about the goodness of God. When's the last time you sat and had really good thoughts about your spouse or your kids and just walked up to him and said, hey, guys, I, man, I love y'all. When you're thinking, it's going to change the way you act. You know why we like gifts? Because it tells People what you're thinking, or not right. ever? <laughs> here's you. Uh, here's a dollar. I'm glad you were thinking of me. It isn't really the price, but there is something to it, isn't it? Yeah. Third John two. Now this one's powerful. I want you to look at this when I read it. Beloved, I pray. That you'd prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Your health and your thought life are radically connected. Yes, that's true. Now, it took me a few years to get it. I mean, even though the Bible said it, it's, you know, but it's really connected. really, really is. You're not going to walk around mad and be healthy when you get 65. I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to have problems that the doctor is going to try to fix. And I'm going to tell you, it's going to be 60 years of you losing your temper because you can't control your thought life. Uh-huh. That's true. That's true. Don't shout me down. Mm-hmm. If you want to walk in health, yeah. not healing, you're going to change your thinking. That's true. And you're going to get your head and you're going to screw it on straight. I wish that you'd prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. If your soul is not prospering in God, you can get in all the lines you want to. Okay, well, that's... So, let me, let me just stop for a minute. One of the things that I appreciate about Andrew Walmack's ministry, and I always point at Crystal when I say that because she's the one that got me reading more of Andrew than ever. Every... Person he has that he interviews that got healed got serious with the word. They quit playing their game. Well, I just came to church and I just wanted you to pray for my baby. And I listen. And I always go, "What are you reading?" Well, I you know, um, there's I don't know the name of the book, but uh, well, well, you I, I'm busy. Yeah okay, well you're busier now, because you not only have housework, you got a you got a family that's sick. Folks, don't get mad at me. You're you're not you're gonna get out of it what you put in it. If you're not going to get in it and get your head screwed on right according to the Word of God, I, you're not getting anything out. You're putting you're in there three inches deep wanting the pool to be clean, clear water 20 feet deep. It ain't happening. God ain't going deep with you till you dive in the deep end. He goes deep when you go deep. He doesn't go deep with you. You're not learning your Bible going shallow, guys. You're not going to have a good life. You're not going to have a good marriage. You're not going to have it until you go deep. Until you get in the word and decide, I'm going to get, I'm going to get my head straightened out. I'm going to learn the word. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to meditate on it. And it's going to control my life. If If I don't, there's no sense in me running around asking why God, why? It's not going to happen. All right, boy, that's only as your soul prospers. You cannot fellowship past your deepest thoughts. Proverbs fifteen thirteen. go over there. You cannot fellowship with God or people past the deepest thoughts you have. So I'm, I'm gonna share something with y'all and, and I hope I hope you understand the spirit of what I'm saying right here. Lisa and I enjoy hanging around Mary Fran because she pushes me past my comfort zone. I like hanging around Mark Hankins. I've never had friends that gave $50,000 away like it was water. You know the words, I think I'm doing good until I sit next to Mark Hankins. And then I walk away and go, ah, that stinks. That's hey, hard. And they're over there going, yeah, we gave $50,000 again. How'd you do? I said, well, we, we're up to 5,000 now. Where? Whoa, where, And you know what? To some of y'all, that's like, well, $5,000, about you. <laughs> y'all are still worrying about your $20 bill. Now, now when I started running around with Mary Fran, because she grew up in Nashville in a well-to-do society, they don't think like we think. Rich people do not think like you and I. We don't think. They think totally different. So, we're over at her house and we're having Thanksgiving dinner. And I made the suggestion to get up and go to the kitchen. When you're in Nashville... You're the guest, the, 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 help uh-huh, brings you everything. You are to sit. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a sin <laughs> to help yourself. Are y'all out there? It, it's like, I have come a long ways out of the country, mom. It is not the same here in Nashville as in Athens. Cause if I didn't get up in Athens, my mama smacked me upside my head. But you sit there in that table and tell me what you want. You want something, you can get it yourself, your leg ain't broke. Well you don't do that at a Mary Friend's house. You better not get up. That You say, I'd like another cup of coffee, please. And there's not one turkey, there's two turkeys. There's not one dessert, there's five desserts. There's not three things to eat, there's 20 things to eat. You're just sitting there going, oh, God help me, Jesus. And it changes your thinking. You need to run around with people who know more than you and are further along in God than you because it's going to be uncomfortable for you. Whoa, that's good. Because they don't think like you think. When they're talking about filling up their jet, and you're thinking about filling up your Toyota, you're not on the same page with everybody else in the room. You're just not on the same page. <laughs> yeah, and we came up here and gas was 47 cents a gallon. They said, it's $5 a gallon from my plane. With it. You know? And you're thinking, we ain't in the same page. Rich people are rich because they think different, yeah, not because they're rich. If you, want it, if you want to change, you're going to change the way you think. All right, well, I got 10 more minutes with y'all, whether you like it or not. Fifth, Proverbs 15, 13. A merry heart makes a cheerful countenance, and by sorrow of the heart, the spirit's broken. Don't tell me what you think about don't have something to do with your health. You better believe it, baby. You need to get happy when you don't want to be happy. You need to have a happy thought. I'm going to have me a happy thought right about now. Uh Man, I'm so glad God loves me. I am so glad my name is. I'm glad he's coming back to get me sooner than later. Oh, hallelujah. You've got to have a happy moment. Uh Let me read one more. A sound heart is life to the body envy is rottenness to your bones. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life. Perverseness breaks your spirit. The heart of the righteous studies how to answer. That was one I'm going to spend a, let me come back to that one. The days of the afflicted are evil and he who is of merry heart has a continual feast. what does that mean? That means that circumstances had better not be dictating what you're thinking about. You better be having some good thoughts. I'm going to have a good thought today. I'm going to have good thoughts all day today. I'm going to open up my Bible and have some good thoughts. I don't care what's going on. You, that's the difference in a mature believer and an immature believer. A carnal Christian is, is all they talk about and think about is what's happening physically. And they can't get past it. But the Word of God doesn't change. And you need to get focused on the Word of God. Now, I'm going to tell you all a story. It's an airplane story. But since all of y'all are interested in flying airplanes, I'm going to tell it to you. There was a time that I started flying instruments. Now, what that means is you're in the soup. Soup means you can't see. And it is a discipline, guys, when you get in that airplane and you pop into the soup at 3,000 feet, you better know you're flying 270 and you better know you're at 3,000 feet. And when you turn that airplane, you better know it's in a 15-degree bank and you better, you better pull it back out at 360. And those instruments need to be God to you. They need to be, that's your, your life right there. So one day I'm flying from, uh, I think it was uh, going up to Athens and, and, um, and, and we, I went in the clouds and I got on the instruments. And I'm on the instruments and I'm flying along and I can't see anything outside and, and, I'm, and I'm looking at how far I am from the next airport and all that. And I popped out of the clouds and I went, whoo, hallelujah. And I'm looking at the ground and everything. And I mean, I flew like that for a couple of minutes and boom, I'm back in the cloud and I'm back on the instruments. And I'm going, okay, get my scan back, get my scan back. Okay, you know, I'm the attitude indicator. I'm flying 360. I'm doing this. and Okay, you know, got to trim a little bit. You know, you're, you're, you're just really focused on the instruments. And I said, Lord, this is hard. And he said, well, the next time you pop out of the clouds, don't get off the instruments. Stay on them all the time, whether it's good or bad. Don't go VFR, IFR, VFR, IFR. And I went, that's a good idea. I think I'll do that. And so from that day forward, I never flew VFR again, even when it was sunny. I got an airplane, climbed in there and looked at my instruments, checked out, f- did a flight plan, and acted as though all hell was breaking loose. And I flew by instruments. Then one day I went, I could do that as a Christian. I could go on the Word even when it's good. And I can be on the Word when bad happens. And I'll never even know things got bad. Because I was on the Word all the time. I'm just always on the Word. I'm always going, my God meets all of my needs. I'm always going by stripes I'm healed. I'm not waiting till I get sick to get on the Word of God. I'm on the Word of God when I'm healthy. I'm on the Word when I'm sick. I'm on the Word of God when things are good, bad, ugly. And when we got money, when I have money, I'm still on the Word. Amen. Finally, I went, hey, this is nice. And Lisa goes, how the, have you heard? I go, no, no, no. The Word says... This is what the Word said. This is what the Word. And I realize you can literally live your life just by thinking about what the Word says. And it doesn't matter what's going on. Yeah, amen. Is that too strong for y'all? Yeah. It gets stronger. Okay. Yeah, and listen. The good thing about having instruments is that there's a guy listening to you and talking to you. You have another set of eyes in the sky. He sees things you don't see. When you go on the Word of God, you got the Holy Ghost helping you when you were off the Word of God. It was just you. You're going by the way things look. That's uh-huh. pretty good preacher. And I think, amen. All right. Jeremiah 29, 11. We're doing good. We got good time. Look at this. Now see, and I'm, I'm going to give you some scriptures here. This is like stuff that you need to be thinking about. This is one of those scriptures you need to think about all the time. I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. What does your tomorrow look like? Can you see it? Well, we need to start looking and thinking about that and not what the news is saying. I have plans for you and they're good. Now I'm going to tell you all this. The last time we had a recession, Lisa will tell you this. I thought about it and listened to it. You know, you you get these little things on your phone, and they want you know. It's it's sad, but I I, I got one group of people on my phone, and I have I have unsubscribed a hundred times from them, and those they just keep coming back. So every morning, the first thing I do when I wake up is delete them. <laughs> Because what they're saying may be there's truth. But I can't think about Hillary all day now. I don't care what Hillary's doing. I don't give a roll of flying rib whether they impeach her or not. She's going to hell and Jesus is gonna take care of her. Right now I got bigger things to worry about than what's happening in why now I'm praying over them. I pray. I, I wanna stay involved. I'm doing I'm not saying never, but listen, you don't need to be meditating on that stuff all day long what she did and what she said and they don't like Trump and his ratings are up and his ratings are down and I'm thinking, shut up. Just shut up. They late, <laughs> they late, they late. Uh-huh. Some of y'all need to turn some television off. You said glue do it. Never mind. You got to take a survey of all the trash and again I'm not saying never. I didn't say never. I'm one of these people that got when I when I got born again I gave away all my rifles and all my guns and I decided I'm never going hunting again. I'm living for Jesus. I'm gonna the world's going to hell and I can't go hunting anymore. Well I found out one day that God didn't need me that much. <laughs> it was okay to have a few days of goofing off, but not all the time. Sometimes it's okay to sit and watch that as the Grinch stole Christmas. But listen, don't sit in front of the TV every day all night for four or five hours a night and tell me your life's a mess. We know why it's a mess. You're in a boob tube. Get out of that thing. Okay. Philippians thirteen twelve. I think that's, no, 3, 12. Not that I've already obtained and already perfected. I press on that I may hold on Christ Jesus has laid hold on me. I do not count myself as apprehended, but one thing I do, forget the things. Stop thinking about the mistakes. Stop. Lisa, Lisa and I have a thing at home. We go, we, you cannot put an egg back in the shell. You know, I thought about doing it as a joke one day. Come to church and just crack an egg and just give anybody a million dollars if you just get it back in. Just get it back in. Just cook it. Make an omelet. Eat the sucker and move on. But But how many of us have wasted precious thought life on the way it was? And what if we had done it different? Well, we didn't. We screwed it up. Get over it. And have a good thought. We now know what not to do. Write a book and make a million dollars. But listen, you're not going, you know, what was that movie? The cars were Mater. Mater. Now, I don't know why Mater reminds me of Jackie's husband. Debbie. Debbie's husband. Jack. Jack, yeah. Debbie says, I I, put, I mixed two names together. But every time I see his tow truck, I think of that movie with 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 the tow truck that went around in the pasture backwards. <laughs> and he said he said How do you do? He said I have rear view mirrors. Well, let me tell you something. I think it's time for us to get out of the rear view mirror yeah. uh-huh, that's true. and just look out the window ahead and forget what was behind you. You already messed that up. Is that all right? Yeah. Now, every one of us in this room have spent time thinking about yesterday. The other day, I turned on the TV. I wanted to watch the weather. And they said, we want to go back to, what was the last hurricane? Irma. Irma. I'm going, I don't want to watch Irma. (laughs) I went through Irma i had all of Irma, I want you, Goofy. I want the weather right now. And, and the well. I mean, they're just how bad Irma was. Who cares yeah. how bad Irma was? Did y'all, anybody in here watched Irma on TV afterwards? Anybody? You dumb. <laughs> I hate to tell y'all. But how many of y'all have sat back before and talked about yesterday, last month? You did this. You should have done that. You didn't do that right. We didn't get. What are you thinking about that for? You're going to have to grab your head and go, hush. You got today and this one's going to go by while you're thinking of yesterday. Okay. I'm only on page one. I got two more pages here. i got three minutes. Go to Proverbs 1. I'm going to try to close with this. Everybody say, you ought to think about what you're thinking about. (laughs) Say, I'm going to start thinking about what I'm thinking about. Proverbs 128, listen to this. Then they call on me, and I will not answer them. They're going to seek me diligently. They're not going to find me. They hated knowledge, and they didn't choose the fear of the Lord, and they would have none of my counsel. They despised my every rebuke, and therefore they're going to eat the fruit of their own ways. I pray God doesn't ever say that about us. He's up there going, you know, I, I, I tried to get you to think about that, and I tried to get you to think about that, and I tried to get you to think, and I couldn't get you to even pay attention to me. And now you're coming to me well, no, know what I'm telling you right now, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to the word deep for just a minute. There's some things you need to think about right now while you're healthy and doing well. You need to think about how much time you're spending in the word. You need to think about what you don't know. You need to, you need to think about what you're reading and what you're spending your time on. That you're wasting it. And I'm not saying you become a monk or a nun. I'm talking about being a Christian. We're going to have to get a little deeper in our souls. To where we actually know what the Bible teaches I would like to know that everybody in this church could lead someone to the Lord and quote scriptures from memory that you know them. That would be awesome. I'd like to know that I could walk up to my boys. And I know Justin has and I know Jordan has because they have, they've talked to people about Jesus you know, when they were working over here at Pentair, they were talking to older men about home, marriage, Bible, everything. But I'm going to tell you something. It's sweet when you look at your kid and they go, well, mom, I know Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 by memory. I got John 3:16 memorized. I know exactly how to lead. So when you're like, Aw, awesome. Too much goofing off in life on what is not important. It's not going to change unless you've made up your mind. I'm going to think a little deeper than I've ever thought in my life. Are y'all okay? Don't you think it's time to just get a hold of your head a little bit? I wake up now and I got a bunch of scriptures here, but I'm not going to do it. And I think of Romans 8. What if God is for me, who will be against me? I think of the scripture that the Holy Spirit sent to help me. I think of certain scriptures. I cast my cares on the Lord. He cares for me. And he meets all of my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And I sit and think that, that he said I'll never leave you or forsake you. And I, you are my workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. And I sit and make myself think about those things. So that I have set my day. And then there's times I turn everything off and put a tape in or something, and I don't just listen blindly. Sometimes I'll stop the tape and I'll go, I got to think about that. I say tape, but Keith Moore or Mark Hankins is preaching, and they'll say something, and I'll stop and go, I'm going to think about that. That's good. I need to think about that. That's, that's, that's awesome. You're, do not think that knowledge is wisdom. It isn't. Right. it isn't. A lot of times people say, well, that's a really wise person. Well, if they're not walking with God, they're not. That's true. I don't care how smart they are. That's and I'm going to say this to young people in here. I told Jordan this this afternoon. You don't know what you don't know. You're not stupid, but you are young. And you have knowledge, but you don't have any wisdom. Because you, you don't, don't tell me you know about marriage. You ain't never been married. You might want to ask somebody that's done it a couple of times. <laughs> they might be smarter than you think they are. Are you all there? L- learn, learn to ask right questions. Learn, learn to get out of your little box, your little world. Run around with somebody for a minute that's got, done something you hadn't done and get a little, yourself a little wisdom. N- now, I know young people that are wise beyond their years. Thank God for it. But they're still young. Are y'all you out there? They're still young. They're still young. It don't matter what you do. They're still in their 20s. They're only 20. And that's that's the reason why that you need to learn to, you know, listen to tapes and CDs and read books. Because you, you don't have a lot of time. There, there's gonna, you're going to need some knowledge. The deeper you think the easier it gets to think deep. After a while, when January comes, I'm going to do a thing called a 21-day, um, what is it called, Justin? 21-day um, challenge. challenge. Thank you. You don't even know what I'm doing. Because if I can get people to read in their Bible every day for 21 days... It becomes a habit if I can get you to don't I'm not going to look at you and say pray in tongues the rest of your life just pray in tongues every day for 21 days just do it 21 days don't worry about 22 just 21 if I can get you to doing things now when you're young and I'll tell you this and I'm thank God for my boys that are here when they were little we made them read their Bible they didn't have any choice it's called Bible time. And Lisa going there, you read your scriptures, you're going to read your scriptures. Well, it's good to hear Jordan come back going, yeah, I was reading in the Bible the other day. Because he had just stayed with him, he left the house, but his Bible went with him and he just got a habit. And Justin is the same way. If you get on Facebook, you'll hear Justin talking about why well, I was reading this the other day in the Bible. And I'm thinking, you know, that's a proud parent, but they had, you had to teach them to do that stuff. It will just fall on their head. All right, I'm going to close. What is it you need to be thinking about that you're not thinking about? Because some of you need to get your head and quit thinking about what's happening around you and start th- thinking about some the, what the Word says and, and get your head off of the circumstances. And don't spend all day meditating on them. They're designed to distract you. That's why Satan sends them. So when you look at him, you go, yeah, I see that. Praise the Lord. Now, where's my Bible? Mm-hmm. That's right. Are y'all getting this? Yeah. If, you don't, if you don't change your thinking, your future's not changing. Father God, thank you for the word of God tonight. I, I gave enough scriptures to make it look like that I was the scripture man. But I think I gave enough to, to make a point. Every one of us in this room and listening to my CD does really need to work on our thought life and work on it for the positive, make sure that we're thinking good, we're thinking about your goodness, we're thinking about the Word, we're thinking about the great things that are around us and not how bad it is. We're seeing the good in people and choosing to think good about them, even when sometimes they don't even believe in themselves. And thinking good about ourselves, even though there's a lot of times people don't believe in us, and we're choosing to like ourselves when nobody likes us. And we're choosing to think well of ourselves. In Jesus' name, amen. I didn't get a chance to do that, but I want to one night. Somehow or another, we have this idea, it is immoral to think good of yourself. I'm just stupid. Well, I wouldn't think that. Because it won't be long, you're going to start acting like it. I'm being serious. I've been to Tennessee. What you think about? You're going to become. Think about that. Thank you for listening to this powerful message by Pastor Daryl Morgan. We hope it blesses you. If you would like more info on Word of Life sermons and free downloads please go to wordoflifeapopka.com. Thank you and have a blessed day.